Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Uh, the last time we talked to Max Kerman from the Arkells, he was uh, giving out free lessons on how to play riffs from uh, uh, their songs and such. Uh, and at that time, I, I don't think anybody knew that we were going to be as deep into a pandemic as we are now, uh, week number 23. And as uh, even though we're in stage three, things have definitely changed. Uh, hasn't stopped the Arkells, though. Uh, their newest project, Campfire Chords, is now out. Max Kerman from the Arkells is with us now. Max, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing pretty good. I'm about to go to a pool party, actually, in Hamilton. This is uh, a new development. Stage three, we can go to a small pool party. So you you take your swim trunks and your mask and your towel and off you go. That's exactly right. That's right. (laughs) So let me, before we get into campfire chords, I I was talking to an aspiring uh, musician, uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks into this, and it was clearly, it was clear that that this was going to change society. And I remember asking her uh, how she thought this was going to change music. I mean, pop music always in some way reflects the changing society and what is going on. Is the music industry, will the music business, will be what will what we be hearing be different post-COVID-19 than pre-COVID-19, do you think? That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of pent-up energy. <laughs> That's definitely uh, something that I think a lot of musicians are feeling right now. Um, but, you know, right now for us, like the moment just felt a little quieter. You know, we've been working on um, a new record and, you know, they're full of kind of big old rock and roll songs. But we just didn't really want to put them out because it just felt like, you know, if we can't go and play them, it sort of what's the point. Uh, but we know they're in our back pocket. We're excited to get them out in the world when we can get back on tour. But for now, you know, musicians have always had to adapt, and we're all kind of small business owners to a degree. So, uh, you know, we figured that if we can do these stripped-down recordings and have them, you know, keep people company in their backyards or whether on a camping trip or at the cottage, that could be a, a cool way to interact with the world. So uh, pre-COVID-19, what was the plan for the Arkells throughout the summer? Obviously, we remember the big party at Tim Hortons. Uh, so how was how the summer change for your band? Yeah, you know, I think we, we, we took for granted a lot of things uh, looking back. You know, every summer, you know, we'd find ourselves in London, England, or we'd be in British Columbia, there would just be things going on that we'd come back to year after year, and, and obviously all that stuff is on hold right now. Uh, so, yeah, we, we were planning on you know, doing a lot of festivals and a lot of weekends away, and, and we've been really lucky that you know, we could come back to Hamilton during the week and play like co-ed softball on Tuesday nights and then go fly somewhere and play a festival on the weekend. Um, so that, that, that was what our summer was going to look like, and obviously it's, it's, been changed, it's changed for everybody. So talk about Campfire Chords, uh, obviously rejig versions of, uh, of other songs. You've got other projects that you're waiting for when life gets sort of back to normal. How did you get to the concept of, of Campfire Chords? Well, it actually started with the uh, guitar lessons that you mentioned uh, off the top there. Um, you know, when breaking down the song to people on Instagram and just playing the song acoustically, whatever I was teaching that day, the feedback largely was, oh, that sounds actually really nice. It kind of makes you appreciate the song in a different way. I'd love to hear an acoustic version of that. And we've never really been that interested in making an acoustic record. We also haven't had the time to do it either. But we figured if we can make these arrangements special and reimagine these songs and make it not just simply an acoustic record, but something with some orchestration, some like real thought to the arrangement, and this is something that we could, you know, consider doing. 
And uh, we all started recording these songs from home. It'd usually start with me, and I'd send them off to Tony, and Tony would add his part, and then you'd send them to Mike and Nick and Tim. And we just kind of build them up from the ground that way. And uh, we finished probably about probably 80% of the record just from home uh, in our own little, you know, attics or bedrooms, just, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. Uh, and then we finished the last probably 20% of the record with our friend Aaron Goldstein at his studio in Toronto when we were let out of the house. So that's what we were, uh, that, that's how we were able to kind of finalize it all. So I've often talked to musicians, and you know, when uh, they write a song, and then the process that goes involved in, in writing, and then producing, and recording, and, and what you're finally laying down, and then what you eventually play in front of an audience, uh, many artists say, you know, I'd like a second kick at that can. I'd like to do something a bit differently. What's it like to go back and re-burp your old babies? What's it like to go back and, and relive those songs? Yeah, well, it kind of, it's interesting, because Usually when you're working on a song, there's a lot of different kind of references in your mind as to like where you can go sonically with it. Um, and, and, you know, normally we're thinking about like the live show and how we can make the songs feel like big and grand. But when we, but all the songs start off in a very like intimate way. And, you know, I'm a big fan of like singer songwriter music and, and, you know, some great like sort of folk artists over the years. And I've always been sort of a little jealous or of of those sort of quieter recordings and how you can actually do a lot in a quiet recording, whether that's adding strings uh, or you really let the vocals and the harmony shine or you're using kind of different guitars. So this was a good opportunity to kind of like flex that muscle a little bit because uh, normally when we're working on our Kells record, we feel a little bit beholden to like, you know, putting on a big show. Uh, and then, but this, this project allowed us to kind of do the opposite of that. So a new song on this, how do you pick that one? How, how does that choice made? Um, that was just a song that kind of came to us in May. And it was, it was just sort of like a song that felt right for the moment. And we thought it, it would kind of like make the record feel that much more special if there was like one brand new song on it. And we could really like focus that and, and build the album around it. And um, yeah, we had a friend, Kendall Carson, like fiddle on it. She's actually out in vancouver island so i just sent her a text and i said i think you'd be perfect for this do you think you could record from home and that's exactly what she did and uh yeah you know i think for us like we try not to be too dogmatic with the way we go about our business we like to try to always evolve and learn from other people and and feel like what is like what's the most exciting thing to, to be done in this moment and um yeah so so that was sort of the ethos of this record it's like what what is the most exciting move and that's kind of writing a new one recording from home sending it off to a friend to help out with it and go from there what's it like to have everybody bring in their piece from home as opposed to having that collaboration not that there's any less collaboration but as opposed to having that in-person collaboration in a studio um, I think there's pros and cons. I mean, obviously, you don't get like the immediate reaction or like the, the back and forth that that's fun about being with a band in the studio. But on the other hand, everybody has a little more time to just sort of, um, you know, let the material like simmer with the material a little bit. And nobody's looking over your shoulder or going, oh, try this one, try this thing. I think every band is a little guilty of that. <laughs> so the fact that everybody can just like really stretch out, really take their time. We're not on the studio clock. We don't have to worry about like wasting money or something. You know, the record was a uh, very, very inexpensive record to make <laughs> compared to most of our other ones. 
Uh, talk about the video and the shots uh, in the makeshift tent there or whatever it is. Because, you know, when I hear of this and, and I close my eyes, I'm thinking I, I've envisioned, envisioning you not all in separate places, adding your pieces together, but sitting in that tent and just strumming and taking it right off the tent, as, as they say. Uh, that really does add a different feel to it. Where is that? What's happening there? Yeah, well, you, we, we needed to kind of uh, roll with the times, and we needed to make a video that didn't require a massive production crew, you know, we, and we didn't want to, like, spend a boatload on it. And and I think that the, the nature of the music kind of lends itself to sort of like a, a one-shot selfie video with just the five of us in it, no bells and whistles. I think that's, like, what the song sounds like, and, and we figured, like, that's what, that's what the music video treatment should be like. And, and you know, I think there's... Um, something sort of comforting for like our audience just to see our faces up close and personal <laughs> or something, you know, like so there's something very like immediate to it and very personal. And I think, I think people enjoy that. Will this change the arc hells in any way, this experience? Like, again, you've got the, you've got something loaded in the can ready to go when this is all over. Will that be applicable when this is all over and it's time to go out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everything we do changes us though. Um, yeah. and I think that's good. I think change is really good. I think if you look over the course of our records, like they've all evolved and, and been different things based on where we're at in our lives. And I think, I think that's a really positive thing to keep changing. I think, I think the acts that end up boring me eventually are the ones that don't change. So I think like, if, uh, you know, in, in the record's out now, and it'll be interesting to see how people respond to it and, and then how it becomes a part of our live show and how it becomes a part of our photography. Max Kerman has been uh, been with us from the Arkells. The new project is Campfire Chords uh, as a result of the pandemic. Uh, Max, it's an all-request Friday. Uh, do you want to hear 30 seconds of your favorite? Any song in the world, what do you want to hear? Oh, great. <laughs> Any song in the world. Okay, uh, I was actually just listening to Joel Plaskett. Joel's a the inspiration. Actually, he's made some great records. So let's do uh, Happen Now by Joel Plaskett. All right. We'll see if we can dig that out. Max uh, Max has been with us. Max Herman from the Arkells. And Campfire Chords is the new uh, project. Max, best of luck to you. Can't wait to see you guys again. Yeah, thanks so much. Great talking. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.